Hey, I'm Sean, and I'm joined by one of my good friends in Gululego on a podcast we call Popping In. We dive deep into some of the hottest local and international TV shows. We bring you all the latest pop news and catch up on some of the most exciting and sometimes embarrassing things happening in our lives. Welcome. Welcome. Good, good to, to have, have you on this journey. journey. Hey, what's up? And welcome to episode 12 of Popping In Podcast. Can you believe it? Just one more episode before we wrap up season one of popping in with Sean and Gululego. My name is Gululego and of course, as usual, hanging out with Sean, bringing you yet another awesome episode of your favorite podcast, Sean, my guy. How you doing, dog? My guy, dog. <laughs> I'm good, friend. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, bruh. What's up? Wow. When did we get here? I know, right? <laughs> How has your week been, friend? Ah, uh, friend, my week has been absolutely tiring. Um, just work mm-hmm. and like gym and yeah, wow. I've never had such a busy week in my life. In fact, I, I posted a status on WhatsApp the other day saying I'm the most tired person in Gauteng. And that was by <laughs> no exaggeration whatsoever. Cause oh, I really was gosh. that tired. Yeah. That bad. Oh, it was, it's just been crazy. I think also the but lockdown I mean, has not been very kind, you know, because also I think when you work from home, you tend to overwork yourself. Normally, if you're yeah. working from the office, you knock off at five. But when you're at home, you knock off at like eight, nine, you know? Yeah, because oh. you've got all this time to do all this work. I also think like everyone thought the lockdown was going to be chilled vibes. We all relaxed. But yes. I feel like we're overworking our minds yeah. than what we normally would. Because, I mean, if you're at the, off- at the office, sometimes you can just like pop into the mall during your lunch and mm. there's colleagues you can talk to but when you're alone working at home that's literally all you're doing the entire day so it's tiring and your week how was it Ugh, my week was okay as well um, same as mine basically same <laughs> as yours <laughs> literally the same um yeah it was just work i don't even think i've seen any of my friends or anyone since i left Clackstop. so it's been just you know work all the way i think also because it's my last week before i take my annual leave so it's a bit hectic and it's also dragging because i'm counting down (laughs) to my vacation but i think also it's just generally i'm tired i think a lot of people are fatigued at this time of the year it's Mm. just hectic and you can really really feel it yep but anyway speaking of um, you know, our days and work and everything. I feel like because it's episode 12, we're almost yes. on the very last episode of the season. I am very curious to know what happens in a day in the life of Sean Lukele. Yes, so I wake up at 6.30, set my alarm for 6.30 and I wake up and then I like try and find my feet and be on Twitter for like 10 minutes. And then that's like 6.40. And then I wake up quickly and I get ready for gym. Gym starts at 7 a.m. Right. So my gym session with my trainer is about to start. We do this via Zoom. Okay. All right. So I'm ready now. Click on open. Sesame. And then I go outside to fetch my gym equipment. In the morning, I gym inside. In the afternoon, I gym outside. Morning's a bit chilly. So there's a warm-up session between 7 a.m. and 5 past 7. I miss that all the time. Sometimes I tell myself yeah. that I'm going to wake up early so that I'm there for the warm-up session. I always miss mm-hmm. it. I get there at 10 past because I just I can't wake up. 
<laughs> and then um, from 10 past seven till eight a.m., I'm at gym doing boxing, doing all sorts of stuff. And then I come back every day at work. We've got a meeting at quarter past eight. So I sit at my desk at eight o'clock, wait for the meeting at 8.15, get onto that meeting. And then the meeting lasts for about 20 minutes or 25 minutes or so. And then at 8.30, that's when my day really, really starts. And that's when I get into work, right? So first things first, as a social media manager, I need to check if everything from yesterday, last night, if any queries have come through, I respond to those. And then if there's anything ad hoc that I need to do, if there's any reporting, et cetera, I do that. And then I usually have my lunch at around one-ish, right? And by that time, I'm so hungry because I didn't eat when I came back from gym because I had to jump in on a call from work, right? Okay, so it's lunchtime now. I'm going to make a young toast and egg. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And then obviously I'm going to get back to work. Um, I'm boiling the kettle now, as you can hear in the background. So usually my lunch consists of like eggs because protein is life. (laughs) Or because you can't cook. Okay. That too. (laughs) Thank you for exposing me. That too. (laughs) Let it be Um, known. Let it be known. And then I have my lunch until like two-ish. And then two, I go back to work, do whatever needs to be done. And then at 5 p.m., I've got another gym session. So I go to gym twice in one day. Um, I take a bath after that and then continue with work. That's why I'm saying that it's very hard for me to switch off because I feel like from the afternoon, I haven't done what needed to be done for the day. And then I go back and I check and then I'm like replying to that and I'm doing this, replying to emails, etc. Um, and then mm-hmm. that takes me to about 11 ish. And then if I'm lucky, that's when I sleep, <laughs> but if oh, I'm wow. not, I, and if we, you know, there's an episode that needs to be edited, then I go edit yeah. that episode and then so that it's ready for the next day and then yeah. wrapped up. So yeah, that's my day in a nutshell, uh, spend most of my days. In fact, all of my days, Monday to Sunday indoors so that's my day in a nutshell that's my day as a social media manager in a nutshell and you yeah that is hectic okay my day um very slightly different from yours but also very similar Mm -hmm. um i wake up an hour later (laughs) so i wake up at half past seven because i start work at 8 30 good morning um, apparently I'm supposed to take you through a day in my life, whatever that means, because there's lockdown now, so there isn't much <laughs> that's happening, but the time is half past six now, I've woken up an hour earlier than what I would normally wake up, so guess what I'm going to do, I will reward myself by starting the day off with a one hour power nap. So I'm going back to bed for one more hour. Yay. So, yeah, but normally I sleep really late. Like, I I think it's a bad habit, but I can't sleep before 1 a.m. every day. So if I do, I'm probably going to be up at like 5 or 6 a.m., which we don't want because we're working from home. So, um, yeah, I wake up at 730 
I do not shower before work because I feel like I'm working from home. Wow. <laughs> so, so when I do <laughs> if your colleagues are listening to this, it's a good thing it's on Zoom and not exactly. <laughs> I mean, if it was face to face, I would, you know, put in the effort and shower, yes. but I work from home, so I get up um, at half past seven, mm-hmm. and I will obviously just brush my teeth, maybe mm-hmm. um, wipe the essential parts of the body, wow. and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, I'll just um, you know make coffee. Alrighty, so we are now up and about to get this day started. I'm actually excited because it's a Friday, so. I'm about to make my coffee. Let me just get some water. And I take my coffee black and with no sugar. So it needs to be black and strong. Otherwise, it's not coffee. Then I'm just wasting time. So this is my first of probably like three, four cups (laughs) that I'm going to have during the day, um, depending on obviously how the day goes. Okay, Ketan is on. Now for some nice gospel music, just to get the day started. Okay, some Kelly Kumalo. Obviously not too loud because naturally... It's early. So after the coffee, I will start working. That's when I will actually log into work. Normally, yeah. we've got a meeting um, at nine o'clock. So mm-hmm. at nine, I'll be either in a meeting that lasts normally an hour or probably mm-hmm. longer than that. It's like a team check-in that we have. Yeah. Um, after that, I work and I literally, because I'm, a, I'm in banking, um, mm. in case um, somebody who's listening doesn't know. So I work a lot with clients directly. So when I log in every morning, I will find at least 20 emails all from clients oh, <laughs> querying different things. So yeah, my mornings are very hectic. I think my day only gets better after lunch because in the morning I'm just catching up on emails, either ones that came yesterday after I knocked off or ones mm-hmm. that came in now while I'm working. Um, so that's what I'll be doing, responding to queries, um, you know, doing reports if that's mm-hmm. necessary sometimes and presentations, blah, blah, blah. And then I will take my lunch at around one. Sometimes I take mm-hmm. it at half past 12 when I'm really tired. Yeah. But normally I'd go for 1 p.m. Because when I come back, it's two. Then it's just a few hours till knockoff. So <laughs> I plan it accordingly. And yes. also because I work better in the mornings. Um. So during my lunch at one, I will either take a shower because now we've been working and get mm-hmm. Chisa, you know. So I'll either take a shower. If not, I will go back to bed and take a nap for an hour. Um, get up and make food in that last 10 minutes. And then oh, sometimes I don't even make food. Like I don't really eat much during the day. Yeah. Like normally my proper meals are at night if I cook or if I, well, Uber eats. Alrighty. So it is now my lunchtime. The time is 12.45. Um, I decided to take my lunch at like half past 12 because... I started working a bit earlier and I'm quite tired. 
So instead of napping today, I'm actually hungry. So I'm going to go to spa, quickly driving to the grocery store just to get some bread and whatever else that I, I'm going to be eating. So yeah, I'm about to drive there. Um. So yeah, 2 p.m., get back to work again. Work, work, work. Boring, boring, boring <laughs> until 5 p.m. So at five, that's when I'm done working. Um, normally, I'd take another nap. <laughs> yes, I know this for sure. Yes. Obviously. Normally, normally, between five and 6 p.m., I'll take another nap. Um, when I wake up at six, I'll just check my last email, my emails one more time. Or if there's something that I forgot mm. to do or, you know, haven't finished during the day, I'll do that. Um, then at around seven, that's when I try to decide what am I going to have to eat. So I'll either order or if I don't order, I will actually cook like I did tonight. Nice. Um, and normally I only finish cooking at like 9 p.m. <laughs> oh. So because I, I take my time and normally when I'm cooking, I'm probably just watching a series as well or a movie. Um, I've been very lazy to like start a series now because I keep thinking, gosh, it's going to be one episode and there's 14 episodes in the season. It's going to take me forever. Um, so I'd either watch Netflix or yeah. I'd catch up on whatever's on DSTV, Idols, um, Isono or whatever it is that's playing. And then I'll just be on Twitter for the rest of the night. Sometimes I don't even pay attention to what's happening because I'm busy on my phone. Hi, Gail, lovers and friends. We have come to the end of my Friday. I have literally just logged out. Um, it's after 5 p.m. So I'm about to have my first drink, which I feel like I've earned. Yes. Oh, love to see it. Um, yeah, and that will be basically it. Oh, and I'll obviously be having a drink. Not every day, just a disclaimer. <laughs> so yeah, I'll probably be drinking while watching Netflix and then I'll only go to bed literally at 1 a.m. That's when I now oh decide, okay, let's switch off the TV and let's sleep. And I always hate myself for sleeping that late because I know I have to be up early, but I'm like, well, yeah, you know, it kind of has to be done. And it's, it's, a, it's a thing I'm used to. So I only sleep after 1 a.m. every night. Sure. So yeah, that's basically a day in my life now during lockdown though like on a normal day if there was no lockdown and no COVID my days would probably be different because mm -hmm. I'd be up earlier due to traffic and come back late oh, yeah. so that would be different um, but now because we're locked down that is my day. Nice and in between all of that you get to chill with me every week uh, via a Zoom call uh, that we, we, we have and we record this podcast, right? And make this beautiful magic that we do on Popping In. I know. And actually, one of my friends um, from high school, Malibongwe, was saying his girlfriend loves the show so much. She actually Aww. wants to come join us in studio. And I'm like, there is no studio. <laughs> <laughs> We're literally doing it via Zoom. So I think a lot of people also don't know that yes. we record this on the internet and remotely. <laughs> um, yeah, because so, yeah. it sounds like we're in the same room, right? 
Yes. Episode 12 has revealed our secret. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So that is basically a day in the life of both Sean and Nkululeko on a normal day, now during lockdown. In case you were wondering what we get up to if we are not busy with popping in. But also something we do get up to, though, if we're not doing all of that, is that we watch a lot of series and a lot of movies. And this past week, we have been checking out Emily in Paris. Emily in Paris. I absolutely enjoyed watching it. Uh, First of all, because it's short. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Let's check out the trailer. Emily Cooper. Bonjour. Bonjour. I got a feeling I'm in trouble when I look at you. Uh, I'm Emily. You're a new neighbor? Enchanté. So, you've come to teach the French some American tricks? Has anyone noticed this is a very dysfunctional workplace? I think you're the one bringing the drama. You got that something that I am. I'm so glad we're friends. So you're single in Paris? I didn't tell them you had a girlfriend. French men are flirts. Just act normal when you see him. But I'm not this person. I'm the girl who shows up, not the girl who makes bad decisions. You don't come to Paris. Should be good. Sexy. Oh, would you stop? I have some ideas about marketing Delora that I would like to share with you. Very sexy, no? Sexy or, or, or sexist? What is the problem? With all due respect, I have been sent here for a reason. Look, I want us to win together. So it's so controversial. I like it. Maybe some things get lost in translation, but just know that I'm finding my way. Paris is the most exciting city in the world. You never know what's going to happen next. All right, so that is the trailer. Emily in Paris, currently streaming on Netflix. Friend, what did you think of the series? I absolutely enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I think for once I watched something that's very chilled on Netflix because normally I would go for something that's very intense, very horror, thriller, drama vibes. Um, but I think Emily in Paris is very lighthearted, very, it's almost like a comedy drama type of thing. It's up there with like your modern families and your blackish. So it's something that you want to watch after a long day of work just to relax you um, and calm you down. And also, I think because the episodes are very short, it's like 24 minutes, I think, except for the last episode. That one is a bit longer. But the episodes are generally about 20, 25 minutes long, which for me is perfect because I was able to binge watch it in literally two days. Absolutely. I also really enjoyed it because I could relate to Emily, right? Because she's a social media and don don at that marketing firm yes. in, in, in Paris. Okay, so before we dive into the storyline and dissect it further, let's just take you through what Emily in Paris is all about. So Emily in Paris follows Emily, a driven 20-something uh, American woman from Chicago who moves to Paris for an unexpected job opportunity. She's then tasked, friend, with bringing in an American point of view. Uh, And then obviously there's culture clashes that goes on and she adjusts Uh to the challenges of life in a foreign city while also juggling her career, new friendships and love life. And we see that unfold throughout Emily in Paris. Let's just take you through also some of the cast and characters. So Emily Cooper, right, is played by Lily Collins. 
And like I said, a 20-something-year-old from America who moves from Chicago to Paris for a social media strategy job, she falls in love with a French man. You'll, you'll, I'm not going to give away, but you'll see that Somehow. unfolding there. Uh, Philippine Leroy Buliu, I hope I'm saying it right, as Sylvie. This is Emily's French boss in uh, Paris. Ashley Park as Mindy. I absolutely loved Mindy's character. She is yes. a nanny and Emily's first, very first friend in Paris. And then there's Lucas Bravo, right? He, he, he plays the role of Gabriel or Gabriel, mm. as they say it. They Not pronounce Gabriel. it Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> Emily's attractive, hot downstairs neighbor, who's also a chef and Emily's love interest. Hmm. Uh, Samuel Arnold as Julian, Emily's co-worker, trendy and high drama. He plays a funny duo with Luke, who is played by Bruno Gowry. Uh, Emily's quirky other co-worker. He plays a humorous duo with Julian. And then there's Camille Razat. Camille is Emily's new friend and Gabrielle, Gabrielle's uh, girlfriend <laughs> uh, slash ex-girlfriend. So those are basically your main uh, cast and characters in Emily in Paris. Who was your favorite friend out of all the people that I've sp- spoken about now, except Emily Kuba, because, you know, the story is about her. Obviously. Um, yeah. Who did you like the most? I really enjoyed um, Mindy. I think she is the kind of friend you want to have if you're yeah. in a new city and you're trying to get to know the place. So she was a very fun character for me. I think also um, Gabrielle, for obvious reasons, because she's just... Yes, he was a <laughs> he was like the Casanova over there mm. and Emily's love interest. So that was very interesting to see. But I think my very favorite as well was the black guy. I think he's the only black guy Julian. in the series. <laughs> Ooh, Julian, yes, really? he was very fun. He, I think he plays a gay character okay. um, along with Luke. So that for me was very interesting. I think they're very, they bring like a different, you know element or like yeah. a, a view of paris because when i think paris i used to have you know this idea that it's such a romantic city and blah 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 and yeah. all these tourist attractions so i think this series sort of shows us how people live in paris first of all um because i think there's an episode where i think it's the first like first couple of episodes where emily was going to work and she rocked up to work at half past eight and everyone was <laughs> like sweetie why are you here at half past eight? <laughs> we only start at half past ten. <laughs> Anyways, so who was your favorite character or characters on Emily in Paris? Mm, definitely Sylvie. Emily's tough boss. Oh, no. Mm-mm. I don't like her at all. Why? Because I'm like, why did you hire Emily if you hate her so much and you really don't want her in your company? Why did you make her come from Chicago to go work in Paris? Yeah, that's that's actually quite true. But doesn't this kind yeah. of remind you, this entire series remind you of The Devil Wears Prada? Yes, very, very similar. It's um, very similar. Because it's a very tough boss and there's a new person in the office trying to impress them. So yeah, it actually is quite similar. I think another thing that we need to highlight here is that this series is filled with cliches about Paris and French people. Yes. You know, first of all, it's, it, it's perpetuating the stereotype that French people are generally very rude, <laughs> mm-hmm. first of all, because we yes. see that in the very first scene 
uh, where Julian is like really does not like Emily just by the sight of her. And she calls her the yeah. American girl and they give her this weird name that describes her mm-hmm. as an outsider. So yeah. I don't know if, you know, it's helping the cause at all, you know, and how it makes me wonder how it made French people feel. Yes, I think I also cringed a bit there because when she met um, with her friend Mindy, I think um, Mindy was also like telling her that, uh, well, welcome to Paris, sweetie. People here are really rude. Everyone is just, you know, minding yeah. their own business. So I think that for me made me think, okay, um, I wonder how people that actually do live in Paris feel about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think apart from that, though, um, it was just beautiful to see it like being set in Paris. I think I've always, because the thing about me is I, I love like seeing people who live abroad and who go mm. and, you know, start a new life in a new country. Even on YouTube, I follow like a lot of people that, you know, went to Korea to go teach English or whatever, just to see what it's like. So I think that's also another reason I really enjoyed Emily in Paris, because I wanted to see how she would adjust. First of all, the language barrier, very different. Everyone there is speaking um, French and she doesn't know it at all. And then she tries to learn. So I think um, it was very interesting for me to see. Like I really was interested on the entire journey of her leaving Chicago and her finally adjusting and now making a name for herself in Paris. I think that was interesting. So basically... Um, Emily in Paris is about a social media engagement manager, right? Um, she, mm-hmm. I, that's why I related to it because that's what I do in my daily job Monday to Friday. And her clients yeah. treat her ideas about social media engagement because she's from America, like the end all and do all as treasured gospel, basically. And her Instagram posts of desserts and cheeseburgers and the place, etc., are hugely popular. I even looked at the mm. Instagram for the specific, uh, for this uh, series, Emily in Paris yeah. on Instagram. And it's like filled with, you know, stuff that she was doing on the show. And I thought that was pretty cool. But let's also yeah. chat about the big fashion moments that happen. So um, Emily finds herself working with a client that's in a fashion, the fashion industry, right? And you see yes. all these, these clothes, this couture, this, you know, and I thought, it's a nice little shift because Paris is known to be the capital of fashion, right? Um, the fashion, I was about to say as well that I think Emily was gorgeous. Her outfits, everything about her character was just for me, you know, very breathtaking. Um, so she's very beautiful. And I love how, it, you know, it infused fashion. It was about social media. It was about influences um, at some point. Um, you know, obviously about her love life as well and the friendship. So I think generally it's really a good series. Like if you if you are very interested to know what it's like to live in a foreign country, um, mm-hmm. coming from wherever you come from, then you need to watch the series because it basically gives you exactly that. The fact that not everyone is going to be welcoming. Um, you're not going to understand the language. And what I also found very interesting was that literally everyone knew she was American before she even could say a word. <laughs> so yeah. I think her look is different as well. So a lot of people 
um, we're picking that up. But I think generally a really great series. I enjoyed um, it. If you're looking for something, yeah, if you're looking for something a bit light, something you want to just watch after work and, you know, while you're cooking or whatnot, this is definitely it. It's nothing too serious. You don't need to concentrate and, you know, you're not going to yeah. cry about anything, but you're really just going to enjoy it. I think it's a, it's a fun watch. And I found myself in certain parts rooting for Emily. I was like, oh, yes. do this, go do this. Yes, you can do it, you can do it. <laughs> Which was really cool. Yeah. And if you liked Sex and the City, you're going to love Emily in Paris because it was written yes. by the same person. Really? Did you know that? Yeah, Darren Starr, Sex and the City creator, was cre- created Emily in Paris. And I think... You can actually see that, friend. Every director and every creator and every writer has their own sort of trademark. Yeah, yeah. And when I, I, I didn't know this when I watched, but then when I read that, you know, the creator of Sex and the City created Emily in Paris, I was like, ah, it makes sense because you look at the mm. shots, how they portray Paris as a whole. You look at the drone footage, you look at you know, the buildings in which they shot it. Anyways, all in all, a very, very awesome series. If you want to watch it, you can find it on Netflix. There's only 10 episodes, each of them very short episodes. So trust yeah. me, you can binge watch it in like a day or two days if you want to. Um, there's talks about season two coming very soon. Yes. So if you want to catch up, you need to do it now before season two comes because we're going to move on. <laughs> all right. So drum roll. Now we're going to do a bit of a drum roll and get into how you would rate it, friend. Okay. Ooh. Are you ready? Okay, let's get okay. the drum roll rolling. I would give it a whopping uh-huh. nine and a half out of ten. Oh my god. I loved no. it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot. I, I thought you were gonna say like a an eight or so. Hmm. I would rate it a whopping seven and a half out of ten. Well done to Lily Collins for killing this role of Emily Cooper. Oh my goodness, I was like blown away. Very nice. Let's now jump into your pop news on episode 12 here on Popping In, finding out what your faves have been getting up to this past week. Pop news. Starting things off in this week's pop news, South African media personality and businesswoman Boiti Tulo has joined forces with Halo Heritage once again, and this time to create an exclusive range of hair care products. The luxurious range is said to be specifically created for women with hair types 3 and 4 and has launched on the Halo Heritage website on Friday the 16th of October. It includes six products that are perfectly and consciously formulated with natural hair and the environment in mind, and according to a statement from Boiti's team, the products are all paraben, sulfate and cruelty free, making it good for your hair and the planet as well. Being proudly South African products, this range is also 100% locally produced and packaged. And in some more local news, remember Makadzi, the one who gave us Haka Matarukisi Haka, this song. 
Well, she is back again. The Limpopo musician Makazi's newly released album Kokoba got the streets in a total vibe this past Friday. The release was received with much excitement on social media, which resulted in her topping the Twitter trends list. This has also sparked, of course, a brand new challenge, hashtag Kokoba album challenge, which saw people sharing videos of themselves dancing and standing to Makazi's 21-track album. Makazi hosted an intimate list session for her closest friends and family before the album dropped at midnight on Friday and ever since then it has been doing the most on social media. All you have to do is search the hashtag Makadzi or even hashtag Kokoba album and you will see everyone's reactions regarding it and of course the album is out right now on all your favorite digital platforms. All you have to go do is go download and listen to our vendor queen doing the most. in your royal news update despite recent reports that prince harry is about to head home to england potentially without Meghan markle it looks like he's staying put in la for now a source was speaking to entertainment tonight and revealed that harry and Meghan are not returning anytime soon however things can obviously change if there's a concern about family health but they are not hopping over the pond anytime imminently especially given social isolation guidelines so before you're all royal feud this royal feud that the source also mentions that Meghan and Harry are closer to the royals than ever due to the pandemic bringing everyone together. So I guess we'll see what happens. It's clear John Legend and Chrissy Teigen will never break. At the 2020 Billboard Music Awards, Legend performed for the first time since his wife made the heartbreaking announcement of the couple experiencing a pregnancy loss. Dedicating the song to his wife, the 41-year-old singer-songwriter took to the stage on that night to perform Never Break, one of the most emotive tracks from his 2020 album, Bigger Love. This is for Chrissy. Thank you for popping in with us on wait for it popping in <laughs> don't forget to follow us on the social media streets as well on instagram and twitter it's at popping in underscore podcast remember to catch our next episode next week wednesday on apple podcasts anchor fm or wherever you listen to your podcasts well say bye sean bye sean <laughs> <laughs>